There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It's five forty-five. This is the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. Brett Vesley's right there. Big Dick Toledo. We're rolling right along uh, through another speedy week. Can't believe how fast everything's moving. Super Bowl weekend is upon us. Uh, the plans are out there. Got an email from somebody yesterday as I uh, went into the office and looked at the emails right before I left. How dare you say people can't have Super Bowl parties? I'm like, when did I say that? <laughs> Some dude wanted to get all mad at me about saying, I'm saying you should. And I remember like, oh, I did say, yeah, you can't. You shouldn't have a big party, but, you know, who am I to stop you? You, could, you can't tell us what I'm like. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying don't have a spreader. That's all. Don't be all. Because my fear is the Super Bowl party people will all be equally yoked. They'll all be the ones that say, uh, you know, who cares? And there'll be 30 of them. And then the next thing you know, one, and I'm fine with you feeling that way. Just don't bring it back to work. I don't know if I mainly was talking to my people here at work. If you, if you have a spreader at your house, if you've got people over and you drag it back here, and then the dominoes start falling here and we got, it's just a hassle for me. Can you understand that that's when I say anything I mean, don't make a hassle for me. I really don't care what happens to you. <laughs> I'm saying you're going to hassle me. So when uh, you're super out, it's, it. Yeah, it's not only a hassle for you. It's, it's it's a I don't care. For- Look, I don't care what you're going to say. You, no. You've you've hit it right on the nail when you said it's a hassle for me. That's really <laughs> all I care about. So whoever else it's a hassle for, that's your f- problem. Hassle for me is what I'm talking about. So don't email me telling me you're going to have a party because of me. That's fine. But uh, let's say Tom Wintermeyer downstairs goes rolling in there, drags it back here. He starts handing it out to everybody here, and the next thing you know. We're 14% down again. We're trying to figure out where the doors close or open. I'm like, no, that's a hassle for me. I don't need that. Maybe we can return the furniture. I mean, yeah. we are fourteen percent down, so yeah, get that. Yeah. Rub your grubby uh, masks. Don't do anything. Faces all over each other. I don't care. But if it gets back to Har or Jolene downstairs and they don't even know it, and they're at a super spreader and they bring it here, I just I'm not interested. Do I live your life? Just don't make it a hassle for me. That's all I'm saying. I'm doing my part. I'm keeping my distance. I'm trying my best. You know, if I go in a place there's people, I leave that place. I try to find. Uh, you know, I'm doing the whole support local restaurants that have nobody in them. That's the best thing. You go in, like, let's support this one. It's empty. They're, about, they're on their last legs. Barrio Queen is begging people to show up. She's about to go out. Yep. That's one of the best restaurants in the city. People don't even know. The Barrio Cafe. Not the Barrio Queen's, ah. Uh, Barrio Cafe's unreal. And that's There's the a difference? That's, yeah, she, it's, it's her original. Oh, okay. All right. And it's in like the Barrio. It's in the ghetto. And it is, there used to be like three and four hour waits for that place. Damn. It's a Mexican place. And it's great. And then she started the Barrio Queen. It's a little more like all over the place, mall places. But, you know, she's they like, please come thing. in. Nobody's here. Go in. There's nobody there. You can eat. It's the social distance capital of the world. It's fantastic. Don't get any heat for it. I don't go bring in things to you. Don't go bring in things to me. <laughs> Have your party. What do I care? Just don't grab. Oh, and this same guy was the one who said, because uh, we, we ended up like being fine, but he's all angry at me. And then I said something to him. I said, you probably believe in the Jewish lasers. Because I don't know if you've been following that whole thing, which is hilarious. One of the representatives in Congress, Marjorie something or other, 
said that she thinks the California wildfires were started by uh, the Marjorie Roth, the Roth, Marjorie Green, Green, Green something. something. I don't know her name. I forgot. She but she said, uh, yeah, a couple years ago, she said a thing. She goes, funny, these wildfires start. Nothing gets affected for PG&E or all these uh, stations that are futuristic, you know, energy power plants. All the stuff that gets burned up is the old stuff or whatever. And, it just, and the Rothschilds want to start a railroad that goes all the way through them. And I told him, I said, you really believe that thing? And he goes, it does. it's not too far-fetched. You get a laser to start a wildfire when it's all dry like that and then burn some things up and say that it's all because of naturalists. And I'm like, well, first off, if you're a company that wants to build railroads, so to do that, you build a, like, a, like a Death Star? To clear, to clear cut for you? Is, well, isn't the more lucrative thing you've built the Death Star? I mean, why would you yeah. be in the railroad business if you can build laser beam Death Stars to get your railroad built? Like to me, start floating around the idea that you just you you can take over any country on the planet with your new Jewish laser. That's what I think. So I a and I find it hilarious that it's uncircumcised because why bringing Jewish laser into it is just because Jewish people built it. Hilarious. And she's the one that got voted out, right? Yeah, they kicked her out of a committee Did you the other day. Hear the vote? No. You think? I mean, she has all the conspiracy theories, everything from the school shootings. Yeah. I don't know. You know yeah, how she says they're goes. all staged. And, yeah. yeah. So the vote came down. She's like, you're thinking for sure. Right. Oh, they slammed 232 to 199. <laughs> There's a lot and of people that want, to, yeah, they want to hang on to her. Look, she's got a right to say whatever she wants. Maybe she's got Some of it's hilarious. I mean, I don't like the people that say that the school shootings were all, you know, 9-11's an inside job. I could see where you might lean on some of that, that they sure. might have known some stuff. Whether or not they did it, I don't think they did it, but I think they knew. And I think a lot of stuff is not known from that. Mistakes uh, were made. Look, the school shootings thing. Ugh. I, I, I have a hard time even stepping out on a limb saying anybody would choreograph that. Now, could is it possible? Yeah, but is it feasible? No. But again, it's like Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil, That's she's watched too many James Bond movies. These bad guys, I've always wondered, like Ocean's 11 and 12 and 13, they spend $40 million to steal $30 million. I've never understood the logic behind the Ocean's 11 guys. Because it took so much technology. And that one that they lifted up the whole city? The the house in the uh, canal in, yeah. in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, with that the hydraulic jacks. Yeah. It cost a fortune. Let alone the installation. Yeah. yeah. And they were staying in a pretty nice place. Which we, had got, to be, we got 10 days. Yeah. The VRBO one where the boys were staying had to be at least 10 grand a night. At least. <laughs> and they were there for a while. And it seemed like, yeah, they were there for months planning. But they had that one gig under their belt. So sure. They had some money oh no, they they were veterans of the cause. They're running numbers and stuff. Yeah, the scuba gear, the training. I'm guessing the uh, the practice runs. There's a lot of money. It just seemed like why don't we just take the money we've clearly got and just have a nice life with it? Yeah, the thrill of stealing that after you bump up the house out of the canal four inches below if, the laser. Look, if the Jews and this is what the ladies accusing them of have uh, laser beams that can start fires, and they can and they can build that laser beam. Uh, under the radar, nobody notices. Not one Jewish mother bragged to another. That my boy built a laser and started <laughs> California on fire. <laughs> uh, Jewish mother would be so proud. There's no possible way that they've they've gone off and built Jewish lasers to start fires to build railroads. I just don't see that. If that turns out to be real, and I'm the person in the I'm the guy who sits back and goes anything is a thing. I wouldn't be surprised by it. But if that turns out to be real. They blew it. I mean, their real future is in these uh, lasers that they're shooting around. I think that's a fantastic invention. Why do you want to build trains now? That's dumb. They've and you're Jewish. It. Why do you want trains at all ever again? <laughs> so do, do, take those lasers and start shooting trains down. If I was a Jew, I'd look at trains like the devil. They've been using the, that laser for years, cutting diamonds. Oh, that is true. That is, you, from space? Again, that seems excessive and impressive. I'm impressed. If yours conspiracy... 
impresses me more than the thing you're trying to uh, – then that's tip of the cap. Dr. Evil had his lair. He had the laser that went into – it was going to blow up uh, the moon or whatever it was, and it was just because he wanted a million dollars. Like the money he spent was thousands and thousands of times bigger than what he'd have received. So Jewish laser ladies got me giggling on a regular basis, and that's what we need in our politics. Lunatics that pop up every once in a while say something crazy, and then we're distracted for a couple months about that while they're taking away your stimulus money because that's great too. Is it at least a, a bullet train or something like that, or is I, it just standard tracks? I don't know. I just I just found out the train thing when I read about why 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 in the world would they want to burn California down with lasers? I'm like, oh, they've got a plan to to make it all clean energy. Uh, so they're, they're trying to burn up. I don't know. PG and E's behind it too. I I, I, I was laughing a lot at that because I just like the idea of a Jewish laser. Yeah, because you just hear in space. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Take that, California. We're not going to burn down the Jewish neighborhoods. Hollywood, you're safe. Schmear them. There'll be no fires in Hollywood. See, Mel Brooks had it right. Jews in space. Jews in space. (laughs) He nailed it. But to build railroads? I I think the Jews are trying to eliminate the railroads. Every time you turn on the History Channel, it's a reminder that trains were the catalyst for awful things. And I don't even know what they're talking about, but that story's got me. And I'll get emails from people going, she's a great lady. You can't dismiss this. I'm like, okay, but think about what you're saying. And this is what I always tell conspiracy crazy. If what you're saying is true, didn't we already lose? Yeah. 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 We've heard that that, that they can pull that off and actually execute it. And then all of a sudden you're the whistleblower that says, I know what happened. It's like, we already lost the fight. That's already over. So yeah. If Jewish lasers are floating around. As long as we keep retail up, we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, Just go out and go to the mall (laughs) and make the Jews happy there because they got that too. I'm a little nervous about the movie thing. We need to <laughs> right. open these theaters back open. Yeah. I mean, they have had a lot of time not not executive producing great production movies. production is down. Probably filling around in the garage and accidentally invented a forest fire laser. <laughs> <laughs> but if that happened and they got it into space or they got it up in the air and no one knew what was going on and then all of a sudden firefighters were everywhere in California because they're like, we don't even know how this began. Pretty sure. That's crazy. But, you know, color me crazy for thinking that way. I find it fascinating because, again, it's not a hassle for me. <laughs> it's a hassle for someone else. And those things, that entertains me. Priority number one. That's exactly right. And telling me that I'm wrong for that, I will quickly point the direction of you, uh, stone thrower. So I can't believe that guy's so selfish. If it's a hassle for only him, he cares. Uh, every time you drive by somebody stranded on the side of the road, uh, you go, ha, 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 that guy. <laughs> and you keep going. So we're all the same when it comes to that. Nobody ever goes, oh, poor soul. I should probably pull over and give him some cash and food. No, nobody does it. Until it's your hassle. Now, if it stops traffic, you're going to get out and push that car. But if it's oh, yeah. not stopping traffic, that guy's just on his own. So Jewish laser spray, you got to watch out for those. You never know. They're scary. Scary. Uh, the suns are letting people back in their building, which is fun. But if, it, if what happens... Here happens in uh, that, what happened in Atlanta happens here. Did you see that with LeBron? Oh, it's great. And these the women that are getting the tickets to the front row of these games are very pretty. They look like front row people. And uh, one of them brought her husband. She's decked out in all this blonde, fake blonde hair, and she looks good. She got the lips, the whole you know, the whole twenty twenty one pretty lady oh, face yeah. that doesn't seem like it was hers four years ago, but now it is. And uh, she's got videotape now. Brady, you and I have talked about several times having been on the front row of a Cleveland Cavaliers Suns game a few years ago. I sat right behind the Cavs bench. You were on the other end, and I heard LeBron James uh, just spew filth 
constantly. He's not the guy that's in the Sprite commercials. It is not who it was. He was uh, the N-word. Different motivating words. N-word, F-word, N-word, N-word, F-word. It was like he was trying to make a binary code out of those two words. It was just all he said. And I'm like, wow, LeBron gets mad at his bench. Like, he is pounding them. And he says stuff to the crowd. I'm the baddest. I can't say the word. It's what that country singer said. <laughs> in this building. And everybody's like, yeah. The bench gets crazy. Pushed his Kevin coach. Love's up there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. Not you, Kevin. Sit down. Man, I got to go to a Lakers game. Oh, man. So, I love it. Last night, the ladies filming him. Evidently, LeBron said something to her husband. She fired back. Because now it's there's nobody there. You can hear everything. She, you can't play any of this. She says something to him, and LeBron like pretty much stops the game and starts barking at the guy. She's got it on tape. And I don't know what he said, but he said something terrible. And she lost her mind and started screaming back. And Well, they kicked her out. Like, you got to go. Yeah. Even though LeBron's like, stop the game, everybody. I'm King James. And he starts walking towards her, and he's barking something. And, she's, and she goes, I just got kicked out of the game because LeBron James was being a f- to my husband. Oh, my God, what's going on? So now I'm going to start watching a lot more NBA because you can hear the fans, and it's uh, what they were doing. I mean, it was a conversation they were having. LeBron was none too pleased. Well, then Bron Bron goes on Twitter and goes, I don't think she should have been kicked out. We were just having a chat. But it was entertaining. Hot, white. He's had a tough week. He had to pay somebody for a picture, too. Oh, he did? He posted on his uh, Instagram or Twitter, one of the two, of uh, him dunking and the game that they just played over one of the guys and right. said, well, well, the photographer that took the picture is like, I didn't give you a right to choose that. Guy takes him to oh, court. Oh, no kid. Oh, he took somebody's. Settle it out. Wow. Somebody's, uh, we've had that problem yeah. where you take uh, somebody's work and use it without right. permission. You've got to pay that guy. Yeah. And it's a lot of dough. You can't just go willy-nilly off of the internet and start swiping stuff that somebody else, like it's their uh, business. And they'll yep. watermark it. And like Shutterstock is one. They'll always throw Shutterstock over the top of it. And I don't even, I don't think you still have to pay for that. I think you have to have permission to use their stuff. But they can turn and sue your ass, and it's not a cheap bill. Well, good. Curious. I, I was curious what the, uh, you know, the payout, what the settlement was. Yeah. No, he ain't gonna. He doesn't have to worry yeah, about fine. that. The, yeah. the money. No, but yeah. I'm wondering what the photographer like. Yeah, the photographer might have made a, made a couple bucks, but I'm fine with that. Anything that uh, makes LeBron James look like a douche is fine with me because I think he's the most manufactured player in sports. I, I don't think there's anything about that guy that is legit. Like that thing when he was holding that Malcolm X book a few weeks ago and somebody said, I see you're reading the Malcolm X book. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I just started reading it. He, and he brought the book to the press conference like, look what I've got. It's it's really good. Somebody pressed out, it's good. Uh, he's a very smart man. Smart man. Smart man. Like, you haven't read any of it, have you? No, I have not. This is a bad book report because I'm getting a D. <laughs> I'm holding it. I think that's proof that I own it. Which is hilarious. But, but yeah. You- I think uh, guys should learn too. If your if your wife's at the game, and she goes off on Bron Bron, <clears throat> you got to know that odds are you're gonna right. you're gonna be the one that gets kicked out. Well, now here, Bron right? Bron. Oh, Bron Bron's not going anywhere. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Before the cameras were rolling, we don't know what her husband said to make Bron Bron go after him. <laughs> right. So I'm guessing there's equal fault. But Bron Bron proves to me that this generation of athlete, and he's last generation, but. They're softer than ever because that dude that used to be in Washington, that Robin. Uh, that the, was a professional. A professional heckler yeah. that sat in the front row and devastated players. I mean, I think Charles Barkley spit at him and hit a 12-year-old girl yeah. at, at, or something. And But he never let him forget. He picked the greatest fights. He They did a special on him on, on ESPN saying, 
this is the Ficker, I think, Robin Ficker, if I'm not remembering his name was something yeah, like that. Yeah, he would just get under the skin. He had Get the under the skin. He was evil. And yeah. I mean, he picked on personal stuff. He picked on things you're known for. And when after, at the end of the night, the players come over and go, man, you were all over me. And they'd shake hands with him, and he'd shake hands back. He's like, it's part of the game. Front row. And he was devastating. Other teams would hire him in the playoffs because the bullets were never in the playoffs. Hire him in the playoffs to go sit in their arena and attack with a like. Hey, look, we're paying you to go after that guy. They'd fly this guy they out. They would move him from. Like, wow. I think the Bulls did it, and I think somebody did it to the Bulls. And I mean, he was he was a legend. And the players occasionally got fired up and would fight back just a little. But the other players were pulling back on. It's cool. Don't worry. The new generation they can't hear. They stop the game. And go. That lady's hurting my feelings. Make it stop. Especially now, if you're going to let 2,500 people in to a 20,000-seat arena, you're going to hear the loudmouth, which is the t- it's time for the loudmouth. Now, you've got to show a little class as a patron as well. You'll really stick out in the uh, phenomenal. In the I bubble. Mean, yeah. You'll dominate I mean, that think arena. About, we went to the WNBA game and made T-shirts that said, let's scissor, let's cut down these nets. We brought a midget. We were shouting at him. We were front row, and we were shouting at you know, the players and stuff like that. Scissor her! Scissor her right off the court! Yeah, and we were scissor jokes and everything while the game's going on, and then the game happened, and we're like, this is the most boring thing I've ever been to. It's, uh, it's a soft group. It in was baseball, like a, a female Slayer audience came in. <laughs> right, the, right, yeah. We, we soon, you're like, yeah. we're not welcome. No, we were, uh, we were, we were out, not of, the, out of our element. We were not the factor they were looking yeah. for and telling. I hate to use this phrase around, around lesbians, but we were the fish out of water there. Yeah. I think that was kind of... <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But yeah, I mean, you used baseball. The whole point of being in the outfield was to destroy the guy standing out. Daryl Strawberry took a beating for years, and I never once saw him turn around and yell back, ever. Baseball's a little um, tougher in the outfield to actually go over the wall, but you think about through you the years of the guys that went up in the stands eventually. I was one of them. Gilbert Remember? Arenas, didn't he... Um, Andrew Jones, remember that when he was for the yeah, and I was shouting at him Gold from the club. pool, and because he got caught at that strip club doing stupid stuff, and I was just shouting at the top of my lungs as Chris Tucker, and he's laughing, yeah, like he was taking it and laughing. And most of those guys would laugh at that guy, sure. that professional, but every once in a while, between you know Barkley's uh, spinning thing was a, a one thing, but he did, and then he went up in the stands again. Well, no, the, I don't like Barkley. He, he, the, I mean, the big thing was that Detroit game. When uh, people went off to the fans 15 rows up. Yeah, wasn't that yeah. what Meta World Peace or Meta whatever World his name well, was? I think he just laid down. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, uh, there was a lot going on there. But that, the dude just went up and started slugging oh, yeah. people 15 rows up. Yep. Because it's Detroit. That was an awful thing. But, and that's the one-off. But for the most part, every night you got a heckler you got to deal with, right? You just have to do it. But they, you know, to sit there and say, we're going to let fans back in, and then the fans get a little mouthy. You're, on a, ro- you're a road game. Who are you? LeBron in Atlanta to say, hold on just a second. What do we got going on here? And get somebody kicked out. You're the road team. If the home team's fine with that person screaming at you, you just have to deal with it. So long as she's not throwing nasty obscenities, and I don't know if she was, 
you know, all you have to do is go over and go, you, you can do whatever you want, just can't curse at them. Well, that's all. And Honey. this is this is the balance on that, is that all I heard from the Cavaliers bench was every curse word in the book. So if they can do it, I'm doing it back. I paid for it. They're just getting paid. So it was good for me. But I've never heard cursing. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a... You're good at oh, it. Oh, I'm a... I'm a profaneteer. I'm very good at it. <laughs> uh, a profaneseur. And I was sitting there going, I envy this this workplace. This is a safe space because the Cavaliers are free to use any ounce of language they choose. This is impressive. And there were kids and, you know, families sitting within the first three rows that heard all that stuff. That's, and it was great. Some that's just part of the game. Yeah. I've never heard F-U-N-word more than I heard when the Suns played the Cavs. And that's what my friend, uh, we all know Craig Gass, Craig Gass down on the sidelines. He said, you don't hear it, but on the sidelines of a football game, I've never heard the language that I, I'm like, yeah. And if it's shocking, Craig, whose whole act is to be filthy and gross. Uh, yeah, it's, he's a comedian. And he was like, that's, that's too much. That's too far with the language. How much of that Crazy. stuff that hits the uh, editing room floor when they mic up a player oh, every now yeah. and then? Well, you notice every time a player's mic'd up, he walks over to another guy and goes, I'm mic'd. I'm mic'd. <laughs> So we got to be careful. We just need three bits yeah. out of this deal. Yeah, just smash the – hit the thing. I'm mic'd. I've seen them point to it. Mm-hmm. Mic'd. And now they're like, we've got him mic'd up. Let's go down to the field. And he's like, I love my mother and my brother and my sister. Isn't it wonderful having a family? Like, yeah, it's great having a family. Oh, it's great that these players love their family so much. I'm like, that's not what they say. I'm going to really hit you. Yeah. Hard. Hey, man. Great. And now they just show them when they're mic'd up helping a guy up. Hey, man. Great throw. I really got you. You know, this camaraderie and the sportsmanship is just so unbelievable. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That was a good sack. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the great Heinz Ward said something just atrocious as he dropped a, a pass in the back of the end zone, and I was sitting front row at, at uh, Heinz Field, uh, and like he came running through and came to the end zone, and I, I got to pat him on the helmet and everything because I'm right there. My hand almost got stuck in the top of his face mask. My finger went... Like that, and we'll go. That Popped off. right off. But he, he run said, out on the field with a digit. In the, oh, well, he would have left, and it wouldn't have mattered. It's, I was stupid to do it. And I would have been like, you know what, Heinz? That's yours now because that was dumb. <laughs> Keep it. I, I love you. I'm dumb. And that was, you know, hey, look, we're connected forever, I think. It's like Avatar. But uh, he said something just terrible. And then when he got to think of sorry to everybody in the thing because he dropped the ball. It was a tough pass, but he dropped it. And he's like, oh, sorry, guys. But he said as he's running out of the end zone and hits that back wall, he's cursing up a storm it's great they're soft these athletes they're soft so uh first responders will have the first uh the, you know the the front liners they call them will be able to go to suns games i think starting this weekend yeah and uh there's like 2500 of them i hope that one of them is an asshole and i would like them to just go crazy because that's what the fans need to do well you can be heard fans now's the time to go bring that friend that you're like this guy will do it it's pretty great so uh, Bron Bron got her kicked out of a road game. Well, he's making a joke of it because I was just looking on Twitter, yeah. and he's like, courtside Karen was mad mad. Yeah, yeah the, the tweet prior to that one was, uh, I don't think she should have got kicked out, but things that were said were uncalled for kind of thing. But then, yeah, then all of a sudden, courtside Karen, he starts calling her names because she tweeted something out. I just got kicked out of a, a game because LeBron James was berating my husband. I'm like, oh, God, Paris, sit down. <laughs> And she's can you believe she's that? soft, and he, she was probably being a dick. But they, you can be a dick. Well, as much as you're saying, you know, the softness on the players. Oh, the a fans bit, too. The heckling, please. 
Yeah, you're a jerk to heckle, but sometimes hecklers... We're losing that, you're losing the heckling generation. We really are. Because there, there's a class to heckling. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not just cursing somebody out and attacking them. There's, it's the dozens. It's the same thing you play when you joke with your friends. And you, you're, you're, it's your mama jokes, basically. Right. It's yeah. entertaining. They understand, ah, he's just trying to get under my skin, and you understand, he ain't going to come after me. Sometimes they do. And then they get in trouble. But, you know... You take advantage of that wall that they're not allowed, that line they're not allowed to cross, and uh, and start saying things that aren't funny. You're just mean. There's a difference. There's a fine line. Heckling is heckling is joking, uh, distracting with uh, you know horrible things is, is ruining it for everybody. I love it. But Although there's like it you know right. when you'd go, uh, I think it's college games a lot. Always on the end of the when they're doing free throws and stuff, the waving of the posters right. are different. Distractions, yeah, yeah. The 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 curtain of distraction at ASU basketball games yep. is one of the greatest things ever because they're doing hilarious stuff, <laughs> and usually it pertains to that player's, you know, our public knowledge of them, and uh, and it's funny. Sometimes they just recreate that birth is the greatest thing I've ever seen for a free throw in my life. Have you ever seen that? The, they have a curtain of distraction. They open oh. a curtain when a guy's shooting free throws, and there's like a little play that goes on right behind the. And it's these, I have not seen that. curtain of distraction is the greatest thing ever invented in sports ever. And he and so they just recreated a birth. They had a guy sitting a there, skip. and then and then this other dude comes out from between his legs while the guy's trying to shoot a free throw. <laughs> and it's and when they miss, the place just goes crazy because the curtain of distraction works. I got to see if there's a video on this. curtain of distraction. They have some greats, and sometimes the celebrities behind the curtain, and you're like, really? ah, place because nobody's watching the free throw. They're watching the screen and the curtain of distraction. So it's hilarious. It's the best. It's the best thing sports has to offer as far as heckling. And heckling is awesome. It's an art form. The ASU kids have it figured out. Figured out. Not this year. No. But, but back in the olden days, ASU fans didn't know how to heckle. They were uh, taunting and heckling Steve Kerr when he played for the U of A because it, they were asking about his dad, who was uh, an ambassador in the Middle East, and he was killed. And they were giving him, they were, you know, making fun of that. Oh, yeah. And nothing then, no, nothing that's, sacred in no, that. But that is sacred. There is it actually. Is. Heckling's an art form. There are but, sacred um, moments. You can't go after why. that. College, brutal. It's horrible. Because, yeah, they're... They probably have stopped the curtain of distraction. Which curtain of distraction is this? I don't know. One? This is like... It almost looks like a best of type thing. Oh, the, that curtain of distraction, there's not a lot. Is it the Blues Brothers? What is, oh, there's... I don't know. Some of them are just kind of silly. And... <laughs> and when they miss, oh, these are the ones that they missed. It's the 942 crew. They're, it's fun to watch. It makes you want to go to one <laughs> of the sword games. fights and everything. Yeah, oh, they, it's the curtain pulls away and something insane happens. There's Michael Phelps showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he's got all his gold medals on. That's pretty awesome. It's one of the Bradley. It truly is one of the best things in sports, and it works. Sometimes they, uh, the, the childbirth was my favorite one. That was, <laughs> without a doubt, Jeez. the clowns and the, the guys dressed as eagles. What is that? I don't know what that was. <laughs> and two unicorns fighting. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's, there's Hans and Franz. Yeah, it's nuts. My God. And you got to remember that they do it for like a lot of the free throws. So some of the ideas are just do something. But that childbirth one was hilarious. Because it was a full-grown dude that came pouring out of the other guy. <laughs> That was great. Anyway, but heckling is an art. And sorry, LeBron. You know, I know you've played for every team in the league, but yeah, I think you're a douche. 
<laughs> my buddy Winston hates that because he's been a LeBron fan since he was in high school. But I just don't get. I just think LeBron is a. He's you know they get they got mad at Michael for being you know manufactured and everything else. So LeBron is what he takes all the things that Michael got hit for, and he does those better. And I don't know that he's actually means it half the time. He's I definitely he's been being told. more. He's a he's a mouthpiece. Politically I see active. And I see it as mouthpiece. And I'm, and I'm totally allowed to see that. He would, yeah. If he sat in a room, he'd get all mad, and there'd be a Stephen A. Smith conversation going on. And Look, I just see you as a, you're a corporate shill. You probably believe in some of it, but not all of it. And I don't think you can take, a, I don't think you can take when people say you stink. I think you get mad at hot white women and their dumb husbands when they sit in the front row of a Hawks game. What do the Hawks fans have to cheer for? The Lakers bought this team and go and get a championship. You come rolling into town. You got a whole city that hates you. That Screw guy was you. really good friends with Delonte West. <laughs> Could that's be what Delonte. Was- Still a great story. <laughs> Teammate boned LeBron's mom. That's how much respect LeBron's players had for him. <laughs> they do follow ups on De- the only thing Delonte West is known for is boning uh, LeBron's mom. And uh, I just saw a or making on a him. play. I, I, he never know, made a play. But Delonte never happened. did it. it, it never to uh, trump that. He could have had a forty point game where all his points were uh, amazing slam dunks. And he still would have been the guy who humped LeBron's mom while they played together, and got everybody got traded. <laughs> but uh, they did a, a follow up on Delonte a little bit ago, and it was just like, whatever happened to the guy who humped LeBron's mom? And it was just this story. But I'm like, there you go. It's pretty great. So heckling is an art form. Uh, Suns fans are going back in. It's an art form. Treat it as such. Hopefully, you're shaking hands with the guy you were giving trouble to all through the game because it is definitely not for. Uh, not for the amateurs. You guys usually go too far and make make trouble like this lady and her husband. But I want to know the whole story. I would love to have been sitting around that. But everyone there's anyone there could hear the whole thing. Yeah, we got to try to get front row seats and get Brett over there to hear LeBron's language. Oh man, it is as, as many things as many times as you love hearing other people call other people horrible racial slurs, yeah. and you're like, that's hilarious because you're like me. It's not affecting me. No, this is terrible for other people, and I find that to be hilarious. Boy, whew, never heard never heard that word more in my life. I was uncomfortable. Like we got to make this happen. Like Boys in the Hood was G rated <laughs> compared to what was going on there. It was great. Yeah, we got to get down there for a Laker game. That's going to be tough. Uh, it's six fourteen. Let's get a wake up song, shall we? It's Friday morning. Let's get a good one. Five eight five nine eight hundred. We'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fees. I have heard enough of this. 